Join spiritual feminist and empowerment coach Joni Advent Maher for Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. Listen in for intimate conversations about money, transformation, and feminine sovereignty. And now, your host, Joni Advent Maher. Welcome to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. I'm your host, Joni Advent Maher, empowered living coach and spiritual feminist. And today I have the pleasure of spending time with Georgette Starr, the founder of the Life Blessing Institute. Welcome, Georgette. Well, thank you very much, Joni. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Mm. Yes, it's nice to have a soul sister on and to get to connect. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. So Georgette is a transformational coach. She's a trainer. She's a spiritual guide and a heart-centered heart -centered community leader. And she is committed to empowering others on the journey to self-realization and God-realization. And she uses a very intriguing method called the soul stream system, which I know she'll be sharing with us a little bit later. Oh, so nice to have you here. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So I, you and I go not way back, but we go back a few years. And part of what I have always admired about you is your journey with the divine feminine and how that how you have brought that into your work. And so I would love for us to just start with your experience of the divine feminine, how that's showing up in your life these days. Hmm. Well, thank you for that invitation. And you know, I'd like to begin with this is um, kind of an analogy that I experienced along my path that just really um, spoke to my heart about what's happening on the planet mm -hmm. at this time. Mm -hmm. And um, and then I'll share more of the embodied experience of how the Great Mother um, invited me, initiated me onto the path of my own sovereignty as uh, an embodiment of that sacred feminine energy mm -hmm. and how that has manifested. But this, the, the analogy is to, um, to envision humanity as a great bird, mm. great, magnificent bird flying through the cosmos. The, this beautiful bird with two outstretched wings, the first one of the wings is very strong and well-developed and sparkling and alive and infused with chi, with life. Mm. And this is the masculine wing. Mm the bird of humanity. Mm -hmm. The feminine wing is much less revered, developed, allowed, manifest in its full potential and potency. Mm -hmm. and, and because of this imbalance, humanity is spinning really out of control. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel that that is really what's happening and especially at this time, mm -hmm. we can really see how 
um, the need for the the strengthening of the feminine wing of humanity is more powerfully um, visible than ever before as kind of collectively so much of what has been hidden in the darkness or the shadow of our awareness is bubbling up to the surface for all to see. Mm -hmm. All the places where we lack empathy, where we lack connection, where we actually don't care about the well-being of others, where we're not attuned and we're not experiencing that beautiful feminine energy of of deep um, interconnected receptivity and responsibility to the welfare of all beings. Hmm. So here we are. (laughs) Here we are. We're flying a bit out of control at this time, and yet we were born at this time. And as women on a path of awakening to find that feminine power and embody that, Mm In our personal lives, we each have a a mission and a calling, and it's different for everyone. Um, For myself, it was just a natural, you know, as my journey began to unfold as a healer, and I started um, a series of women's, I call them women's wisdom councils. And for 10 years, every Wednesday night, Mm. I had a gathering of women. And this was such a commitment for me. And it became, um, you know, kind of an organic thing that the mothers of in these circles of women would have daughters Mm -hmm. and the mothers began to ask me if I would be willing to offer something like this for their girls. And at the time, initially I, I didn't really feel like I had the training for that or it was, you know, it just was like, wow, I'm being asked for this, but I'm not actually feeling like this is my path Mm -hmm. until one night (laughs) when I was camping on an ancient village site on the island of Maui mm. when I had the most incredible true awakening mm. and and calling, a calling that came from deep within my soul um, into the sacred feminine. And the way that this vision unfolded was um, suddenly I was a girl. I was a young girl of maybe 12 or 13 and I was with a boy and we were exploring a cave and in this interaction with this boy I started feeling a little threatened by his um, kind of his his intention Mm. towards me Mm -hmm. and I got really scared and so I I was able to get away and I ran out of the cave and I went hiding behind some banyan trees and he went away And so I was just sitting there crouched down behind those trees and feeling scared. And I looked back to the mouth of the cave and, and, um, I began to hear the sound of like trillions of tiny sparkling, twinkling bells ringing. Mm -hmm. And then out of the, the mouth of the cave, light, light began pouring. And then out of the light emerged this very tall, beautiful woman Mm. And she just beckoned to me and I irresistibly was drawn. I knew this was absolutely the right thing to do. I followed her into the cave. I felt really safe. So she brought me back down through that place where initially I had been having a a very frightening experience and down deep, deep, deep into an underground cave. And there were crystals and just sparkling lights. And it was such a safe and beautiful place space. And, Mm. and she looked at me and she said, you know, that is not the way it should be. Mm. And yeah, and then she initiated me into sacred womanhood, 
And I just stood there and I felt like I, I felt so perfect and beautiful. And I felt so good about myself being a girl. And, you know, I just felt really like whole and complete within myself. Mm. And then she said, now I want you to go out and bring, get your girlfriends and bring them back to me. Mm. And that was my calling. And I have been really doing that work ever since I've been going out into the world and bringing the women and girls back (laughs) into their sacred feminine, um, so that was the like the true awakening. Mm-hmm. And of course, it manifested in, in the world, in the marketplace, in a variety of ways, including 20 years of service as um, uh, running a rites of passage program for girls from age nine to 13, mm-hmm. and many other forms of expression. Mm-hmm. Yes, I just think about the legacy that you've left and how many of those... Um, girls are are now women and what a beautiful uh, just what a beautiful expression in the world and I I know I did my own my own training with you and brought some of those um, rites of passage circles to my local area so just the ripple effect um, just really touches me Hmm, that's so beautiful Joni and you know I was recently, um, I participated in the, one of that tremendous women's march that happened all over the world, but especially here and in Portland, Oregon. And, um, as I kind of entered into this incredible, like gathering of, of people all like called to take a stand, Mm -hmm. um, one of the very first Um, people that I saw that I recognized was a mother and a daughter who was all grown up. She was like Mm. 20 years old who had been in my main spirit program. And it was just like an incredible moment of like, wow, (laughs) yes, that there is a coherent, like golden, like thread that runs through everything that we do. And we don't know where, you know, where the ripple effect will go. And I was just really grateful that and then this, the other thing that was so amazing is that, you know, just in the synchronicity of how it all unfolded, I ended up being at the very beginning where there was like a car that like started the whole procession. And it just turned <laughs> out that I was standing right next to that car. So like I was in the front of, you know, in this, like a feeling of like the leadership. Oh, wow. I know. And it was absolutely amazing. And you know, as I was walking, it was pouring, pouring rain, and it was actually really uncomfortable in so many ways, and um, my feet were soaking wet, but inside, I had that same feeling as I did when the great mother, the great goddess, the the feminine face of the divine said, I want you to go out and bring the girls back to me, like there's a sense of mission, and that sometimes on the path of, of manifesting that mission, um, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> And, yes. and it requires mind over matter sometimes. I mean, I had to keep telling myself, it's okay, it's okay, because it was cold, and yes. my feet were soaking wet, and it was a long, long walk. Oh. And um, But it was really true. I, I recognize that um, that's part of the journey, too, is just hold, you know, believing that it's possible and holding on and, and not letting the mind go into all the reasons why not, <laughs> you know? Yes, yes. I'm like, Gosh. I can't keep going because my feet are wet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that just wasn't an option. So, you know, there's something really powerful that's happening 
maybe even more so than ever on the planet today. Mm-hmm. As the darkness, what's been in the dark, and I just mean by darkness, what's been hidden from view, what we've been unable to turn towards through fear, not wanting to see, or that's truly been hidden. Um, as it's coming up, we really need to connect to this powerful sense of um, being on purpose and following that, like a sense of mission in order yes. to um, keep our faith when the going gets a little uncomfortable. Mm. And that that is connected with your work, is it not? The the soul stream work, that that sense of purpose, like personal purpose. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I know that um, one of the big intentions of your podcast is is to explore the journey um, with regarding our feminine sovereignty and money or yes. financial mm-hmm. um, independence or well-being. And um, maybe could you tell me just a little bit more about that part of the exploration, because I'd love to speak into that and then talk more about the soul's code in relationship to that question. Yes, Uh, and thank you for asking. Um, From my perspective, it really feels like uh, empowerment or mastery around money, in particular for, for us as women, because it's only been in the last generation that we have been allowed to freely pursue our own financial well-being that it to me it seems like it is actually a spiritual developmental task for us to come into our lives and find a place of well-being and empowerment around this thing called money which doesn't mean that you have to earn six figures necessarily or it doesn't even mean that you have to to hold a job necessarily. It just means that in relationship to this substance, to this construct, to this this thing that is so interwoven in our daily lives, um, that that there needs to be some, you know, sense of peacemaking or empowerment. Mm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I love the the idea that it's, you know, part of our spiritual development to actually mm-hmm. claim this um, this path of being able to bring our ideas into manifest reality. Yes. And, you know, I always think about when I first learned that mother, you know, the word mother also is one of the translations is matter. Mm-hmm. Um, it just was like, wow, that's so interesting. Like the great mother or the feminine principle is the holy ground of the mm-hmm. earth. Mm-hmm. where our ideas can translate into matter. Yes. So I, I love to remember that too. You know, there's many dimensions of the sacred feminine, but one of them is that she is the manifestation process, our ability to bring our ideas into this world. Mm-hmm. And of course, then money is an energetic form of matter transference. Yes. You know, we, we exchange for products and services. Um, you know, I was just thinking back about you know, how I've always lived my life as a practice almost of prosperity consciousness. And, you know, I'll talk later a little bit more about my soul's code. And we all have a a birth template that we were born into. And some of us came into this life already having developed that capacity to, um, to maintain this sense of expectation that the world will reflect back, back our gifts. Mm -hmm. 
And others of us came in with, with a learning path there, something to, <laughs> yes. to heal or to evolve beyond. Yes. But I've always had this practice of prosperity consciousness. And, you know, I was remembering back to a period of time in my 20s when I was a single mom and I had a very young son. He was only maybe one or not even two yet. And um, we were living on maybe like $400 a month. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was an outrageously small amount of money. (laughs) And I just somehow with that underlying prosperity consciousness, I just had this absolute, because it was such a dire situation, Uh my understanding that my financial independence was, came from knowing that the divine was the source of my supply, Mm. um, really became established Mm -hmm. because I, I practiced that. You know, I practiced manifesting crazy things like a place to live for nothing. Mm. And, you know, I remember walking down the street and this is what, for some reason, this particular memory is so vivid, but my son was, you know, asking me for an apple and I didn't really have an apple or any, at the moment, I just didn't have any money or anything to go purchase something. So, but someone was walking by and they just picked a bunch of apples from a tree and they said, would you like some apples? (laughs) So I learned a, a more magical way mm. of manifesting mm-hmm. um, when I didn't have the financial means. Mm. So that doesn't mean that I didn't walk with fear yes. and that I still don't walk with fear. I mean, I've manifested absolutely everything that I've ever imagined, including world travel, including mm. you know this beautiful piece of property by a river. Mm. I've manifested everything, and yet the fear is always there because on the edge of each step into new territory, there is fear. Yes. You know, so facing, facing, um, living in prosperity consciousness doesn't mean we don't have fear, Mm. but we, we face our fear. We turn towards it and we also take the action through our fear as we're guided by practicing this faith. And I know it in myself and I know it in you, Joni, we, we, we have faith in ourselves, even if we can't see the outcome. And we also trust others that we choose, trusted others. And we, mm-hmm. we, we practice trusting the divine yes. to keep us in this like momentum. And in the momentum of movement, movement automatically generates more possibilities and mm-hmm. successes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, so I just remember that, you know, these initial like realizations that the great mother is matter, is yes. the is money, and that prosperity consciousness is a practice of dancing with fear and taking the actions anyway. Mm. And, you know, I have a little, I guess, an interesting perspective about this journey. I call it the path of soul in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um. And this interesting perspective comes actually from what I learned from my own mother, again, Mm. my beloved mom, Mm -hmm. grandmother Shirley, um, who taught me a body of knowledge and a life blueprint soul mapping system that's the foundation of all my work. And she described the nine pathways of the soul. And, you know, each one has a completely different skill set and development possibility. Mm -hmm. But the human experience of financial development is on the path of, I described it, I describe it as the manifester. 
Um, and as I mentioned a little earlier, you know, many of us came here to develop the skills and capacities and to heal our pastime kind of unresolved emotional energies related to limiting beliefs that interfere with these manifesting powers. And of course, you know, we all know the classic one that, you know, money is the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and or that I'm just simply unworthy. Yes. You know, there's not enough because I'm unworthy. Yes. So the journey of uh, regaining our feminine sovereignty essentially is like discovering the truth of our true value and that we can trust ourselves to use our money and power wise, wisely. Because there is this deeper issue um, on the journey of the soul. Financial sovereignty um, is is really about power. Yes. So, yeah, so what comes up for you, Joni, when you hear these words reflected back, which I know that you know so well? Yes. So when I hear the words money and power and sovereignty, those words specifically? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I personally, I think about freedom. Um, for me, uh, power is about freedom of choice, um, and not, not being, uh, required (laughs) or or not being, uh, yeah, not being required or commanded. So it it really is, I I have a, a, a high value on personal freedom. Um, so the idea of, for me also, uh, money or financial well-being is a lot about the freedom of choice. I know for some people it may be more about security, uh, but for me it really is about personal freedom and the ability to, to create. And as I think about it further, that idea of power is also like creative power um, and the ability to create my visions or to create um, to seed and help create well-being in in other areas if I you know if and how I choose to share my money or to invest in things that I believe in or you know to share with whether it's nonprofits or just things that I, I want to be a part of promoting um, you know, supporting others who who may not have the means readily accessible to them. Mm. Mm. That's so beautiful. And absolutely, you know, the um, it's so fascinating, you know, just thinking about how, you know, at the collective level, like it's like the lid's been taken off and we can (laughs) see so much that is so difficult to look at. Yes. And that's also true about ourselves. Like we have we have the capacity and we can get the support that we need, the education and support to take the lid off our own shadow, you know, mm-hmm. like look into the shadow and look underneath the, the dark water to, um, you know, what are those essential kind of interfering energies mm-hmm. and beliefs mm-hmm. about our value and about 
our ability and willingness to stand in our power. And of course, you know, you know, our, our power to ch- of choose the choice, you know, you yes. know, the power to choose to manifest our ideas into concrete reality and to have this healthy expectation that the world will reflect back our gifts every way, including financially. And, you know, it's, it's, um, it's a very brave undertaking, but it's mm-hmm. so fruitful. You know, the way um, out is in. Yes. And everything that we see in our world today is in our comfort zone. So mm. everything that we want that we can't, yeah, that we can't see yet is out, out there. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And you know what's so helpful for me over the years and, and as a coach, I see this over and over and over again to be so true that to, to catalyze the change that we most deeply desire to manifest what we want on the outside begins with clearing the space to do that on the inside. Mm. And so in a sense, all the efforts that we make to do all the masculine side, you know, using our masculine wing and all the to-do list of all the action steps we can take without having the, also having done the inner work to, you know, to be in total alignment with those actions. It's like, um, it's a constant short circuit. Mm. So, and you know, this is also honoring the feminine because the feminine is actually able and willing to embrace the dark. Yes. And take the time and go within. Yes. And it 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 is one of the gifts that the feminine brings to to each of us but also to the process is that ability to also s- sit with the mystery or sit in that void space or in the in the darkness. Mm, yes, and also, you know, there's so many, many um, healers and helpers and just methodologies now, technologies mm-hmm. for being able to do this inner work. And it's just, now is the time. Now is the time. <laughs> yes. You know, I was thinking also today about, um, you know, those moments in my past and even recently as recently as yesterday when, um, you know, I'm standing at the edge of making a decision, knowing it's important to like an opportunity is presented or I've created an opportunity, but now I actually have to do it. Like I have to like <laughs> make the decision and, um, that's where all those, you know, it's right, right at that point where we're going to move from thinking about it to actually doing it. You mm-hmm. know, that's where those like unconscious energies can come up and pull us down with a million different reasons. Why not? Oh boy. Yes. indeed. Yeah. Or just like a wall of, of anxiety or fear or just resistance that it's like we wait too long and the, the opportunity passes mm-hmm. being frozen in that state. And, um, you know, I was just had an experience like this yesterday where, I, I put myself on a waiting list for a, a four-day art class that mm. I've been wanting to learn from this teacher for a very long time. And her courses um, sell out. Her name's Flora Bully. Mm-hmm. And they sell out constantly right away as soon as she puts them out there. And But I just, I wanted to do this one. So I put my name on the, wait, made, the, 
my name on the waiting list. And yesterday, you know, in the out of the blue, I get this email that says, if you want, there's one spot open. If you want it, you have to take it right now. <laughs> wow. And I wasn't really, you know, I didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah. So, and, and I'm looking at it, I'm looking at the money. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to spend that much money on myself right now. Mm. You know, I mean, it, I have all these other things that seemed, mm -hmm. you know, but this is about my own pleasure. Yes. And it just happened to be one of the days is on my birthday. So, so anyway, it was one of those moments where every part of me said yes, except the wall of all that imprinting and ancestor energy where you just, you know, for one, there's so yes. many beliefs that come up. Yes. So I really got to experience that. And, and it's what, you know, my clients are experiencing all the time. Everything that they want most is like on the other side of that wall. And so I pace the house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God, I got to do this, but I can't do this. And then I, you know, I made the choice to just take a leap of faith and, and trust that deep inner knowing, that deeper, deep, sacred feminine flow, I knew it was the right thing to do. Mm. And that doesn't mean that it was easy to do. Yes, I love that distinction. Because that that's true. It's it's not like sailing along in the breeze. <laughs> sometimes, well, once I got on the other side, it felt pretty good. <laughs> yes, yes. But sometimes it can be, um, yes, take some grit and some tenacity to really stand, stand with yourself kind of as you move through that process. So, mm -hmm. so I want to check in and see if there's more you would like to share about the soul stream system. Because um, I, we need to start oh, to shift absolutely. our shift our time. So would sure, love I would to love hear to. more. Mm, yes. So just in a nutshell, um, it's a body of knowledge and a methodology that I learned from my mom and her mentor who became my godmother, Jane. Mm. And it has, um, you know, the body of knowledge includes this understanding that um, the soul comes in, we come into this lifetime for learning. It's all about learning and, evol and evolution and also um, evolving beyond the patterns of the past that might hold us back from new levels of capacity and mastery on each of these nine pathways of the soul. And the nine pathways of the soul, this body of knowledge, also translates into a methodology where there's a map mapping system, a soul mapping system. Mm -hmm. And the soul mapping system reveals um, life purpose, what the soul needs mm -hmm. in order to be fulfilled on the journey the conscious self, our greatest natural abilities, the things that we came here to learn. So what's hidden that um, distorts our perspective, our lens that we're looking through, our healing pathways. It also describes kind of what I call cycle influences. So that just like as we have a genetic blueprint, um, we also have a divine design, a life blueprint. Mm -hmm. And we have, you know, tremendous free will with to work with what we're given, just like we do with our physi physiology. But there is a parameter and it's helpful to know what it is. And especially if you happen to be a conscious practitioner, a transformational coach, a healer, a counselor, a therapist, or anyone who is called to work with people, especially one-on-one, -on -one, mm. um, the signature system 
based on this knowledge um, and methodology that I learned from my mom is what I've been using in my private practice um, for decades, and now I'm teaching it. And so that's what I'm really, really, really passionate about right now. And it is the body of knowledge that has been um, embedded into the, all the curriculums of all of the different programs and services that I've offered for um, women and girls. And I actually have worked with um, men and boys through a program called Peace Warriors also mm. in the past. But now, you know, I'm moving into my legacy years. Mm. I've been on this journey. It feels like everything is like dissolving into an essence. Mm. And this work that I'm stepping into now, it brings everything that I've been and all that I've learned into this new trans transmission that's very essential. And what I love about it right now is that um, this assessment tool, which is the life map part of it, um, is just such an incredible help for people who want to help others quickly, mm. not only like access like the deeper truth of who they are and why they're here and their resources, but also to quickly like find out like more at the, you know, like look at that place where we're stopping ourselves, where we're stopping the success, or we just keep like noticing the patterns that are repeating and we're not breaking free. Yes. And so it, it helps to really identify what that is so that the healing um, practitioner can really help the client to, melt those energies and return back to flow because as I said changes on the outside originate from changes on the inside yes and I I am assuming that if people wanted to learn more that they could find more information on your website absolutely and also access um um it's a, there's an online um, process where you can find out your own life purpose archetype and then gain access to a series of articles on the nine pathways of the soul. Ooh, ooh, that's that sounds like a good <laughs> that sounds like a good opportunity. So I encourage you, listeners, to check that out. And Georgette's website is lifeblessing.com. And you can sign up and access all of that through her site. So, Georgette, you have shared some already, but I like to ask my, my guests um, just about their own experience with sacred feminine flow and times that you have trusted that. And I don't know if there's a specific time that comes to mind for you. Well, you know, I'm remembering just at the moment, I, um, I went through a rite of passage when I turned 40, midlife rite of passage. And within days of that rite of passage, I received a brochure in the mail about a master's program. Hmm. Um, and I hadn't been thinking about a master's program or going back to school or anything like that. But once again, I trusted that sacred feminine flow and I said, yes. <laughs> and that meant that I had to leave my business. I actually had to leave my marriage for nine months. Wow. And I had to go back to live with my mom to attend that program. Wow. And that all happened within a period of six weeks. Wow. Yeah. And it's, I, I mean, I'm so glad I trusted that huge yes, that you must mm -hmm. do this. Mm -hmm. um, 
thank God as I did, because it was during that time that I got to live with my mom again as an adult. Mm. And she transmitted the wisdom teachings that are the bedrock of my work today. And we had the opportunity to share our dreams every morning and our daily lives and deepen our emotional connection and intimacy. And I got to experience her supporting me like the great mother does. Mm. And that was a powerful, powerful, transformative moment where I trusted in the face of what could have been lots of obstacles. Sure. And, and maybe even external feedback. Um, kind of yeah like how could you leave your husband for nine months <laughs> right right good for you for listening and trusting and right just all the ways that that's paid off and and really brought you to who you've who you've meant to be and how you've been meant to give in this life yes and I just want to encourage your listeners to 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 trust that voice when it's strong and absolute like that to just face the wall of fear, get support, you know, to help you walk through it because everything that you truly desire is on the other side. Yes, indeed. Wonderful wisdom. And on, on that note, just from where you stand today and who you are um, and all you've grown into, what wisdom would you share with your younger self if you could? Oh my gosh, well, that is such an, that, you know, wow, hmm, I need to really tune into that for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I would say, don't be ashamed of your ability and choice to let others support you. Mm. Um, in the past and today, my parents, my husband, my friends, my clients and students, mm-hmm. um, be, I would say be proud of your ability to receive support mm. and resources because in a sense this is an expression of feminine power. Yes. And that, you know, I would say to this little girl who does not believe this <laughs> that um, someday you will teach others mm. of their inherent worthiness, of who they're here to be and what they're here to contribute and and yeah, most importantly, just don't be afraid to receive the fl- feminine flow of abundance because you will always generously 100% give mm-hmm. of yourself because that is your true nature. Yes. And this will strengthen the feminine wing in you and contribute to this happening in the world too. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Oh, just drinking that in. Mm, me too. Wow. Mm. It's just so rare to hear someone say, let other people give to you. Yes, indeed. Right. So that's a good reminder for our listeners. Let other people give to you and practice the art of receiving. So I do appreciate how generously you have given to us, Georgette. It's, it's been a beautiful time, and so much wisdom has come through. So thank you for being here with us. 
Mm, thank you, Joni, for creating the, the beautiful space for this to happen. Mm, you're welcome. And just a reminder that listeners can get more information about you and your work and the Soul Stream system on your website, which is lifeblessing.com. And I want to thank you, my beautiful listener, for being here with us today. I'm so glad that you have gifted yourself with this time. And to remind you, until next time, to always trust what your heart knows. Thanks for listening to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow with Joni Advent Maher. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share our podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes.